Hey there, podcast listeners, and sometimes YouTube watchers. Yes, those of you who only listen to this as a podcast, we do also have a YouTube channel in case you ever wanted to see our faces while we're talking. I will tell you it's mostly just for my mom though. So, you know, you're welcome, mom. So today we're going to do something a little different on the podcast. I had this impromptu conversation with a couple of my friends, colleagues, small business owners. They've both been on the pod in the past. They share a podcast together and they were having some conversations around direction of the podcast going forward. It turned into sort of a little mini business coaching session with them as they called to ask for some help from me. And they recorded it. And I thought, well, this was actually a really cool conversation. And we had talked about some really great topics regarding your target audience and how to think about the direction of things like a podcast. But just in general, some of the decisions that you're consistently having to make and remake, you have to reassess all the time in your business. And that's what they were doing and how they were thinking about it. So there's some really great takeaways in here. Um, so I thought maybe you would enjoy listening to this conversation in this little mini business coaching session that we had. So here you go. Welcome to The Belief Shift, the show that explores what you really need to know about building a successful small business. I'm your host, Camille Rapaz, small business coach and consultant who spent too much of her career working in corporate business performance. And I'm George Trapeau, your co-host and her brother. I'm a leader in the tech world, bringing my corporate perspective, but mostly my curiosity. Together, we're exploring beliefs about success and how to achieve it, but mostly we're bringing practical solutions so you and your business can thrive. Here's the premise. Haiti and I have a podcast called Knit a Spell. It is where magic and intention and crafting come together. Mm -hmm. The name Knit a Spell sometimes is perceived by folks out there in the world as, oh, I thought that was just for knitting. I don't knit, I crochet, or I don't really know how to knit. So I didn't really think about listening. So I had proposed a while back, maybe we should think about a rebrand into something that is a little more inclusive, like, you know, crafty crafters or, you know, witch crafting, something that's a little more exclusive. But the other side of my brain says, there's this friend I know that is also a coach who's like, the reaches are in the niches. The more niche your clientele or your focus is, the better your messaging and your branding. And so the other side of my brain is, forget that. You just be knit a spell, focus on knitters, because there is probably one bazillion knitters out there if we had 1% of the knitters who were into magical and intentional and metaphysical stuff, we'd have more business than we would know what to do with. Stop worrying about it. Knitters are usually crafty people anyway, and we don't need to convert all crafty people into this and just keep with what we've got and grow it from there. These are the two sides of my brain that are fighting. And I keep bringing up the branding change with Katie. And then Katie is like, well, maybe we should, or maybe we shouldn't. And I could use some coaching from Camille. Well, also my maybe we should and maybe we shouldn't sort of comes from like, let's make sure that the change is really worth it because it's a lot of work and everyone is going to have to be retrained into a new name and all of that. So it's not that I'm against doing the work. And certainly I see the value of making it a generalized statement so that people don't think that it's just about knitting. But also I think it is a good reflection of what we are 
And so I don't know that even if we made it the most generic, like witchcrafting, whatever, that people would still not find like a reason to not want to listen right. to it. Just want to make sure we're aiming at the right target. <laughs> Is this a thing that comes up in people when they're like two years old and their endeavors here and suddenly they're like, I want to change everything. I want to change her name. And like, what's the folly in doing that, Camille? What do you see? Is this a thing? Oh, this is totally a thing. This is totally a thing because we see opportunity all around us. And so what you're doing is you're like, oh, but there's also opportunity here to capture these people and capture those people. And that always exists. But I think that it's also good that this does take work. And so it's requiring you to be really discerning about it. Like, is this an important strategic direction to go or not to go, right? And I do think as small business owners, especially, these are just the kinds of questions we should constantly be evaluating. You guys should always be having this conversation because maybe it is time for the next evolution or no, maybe it's not time and we really need to focus over here. So I think this is like the sign of like healthy business ownership is just grappling with these questions, but not just having a knee-jerk reaction like, oh yeah, we should do that. But doing exactly what you guys are doing, which is, oh, let's get some help and have somebody like walk us through how do we make this decision? So yes, totally a thing. I think it's a great thing. That said, can we get into the specific, like, how do we make a decision? I don't know what the answer is. So we got to come up with your answer together. So first question, this podcast is the bringing together of two businesses, but is primarily to drive business to one business. Is that correct? Describe to me, like, who is actually monetizing the podcast? That would be me. <laughs> okay. He's the primary monetizer. And then what are people buying from you that choose to buy from you off the pod? Like, I listen to your podcast. What would I buy from you? What so do you have to sell? We have a Patreon membership. So fans can get more from us by signing up to that. It's a monthly And that's membership. like more podcasty content. Yep. More of like you and Jim stuff. Yep. So we have okay, cool. We have specifically a level for Knit a Spell fans. And then I also have a level for people who are interested in magical making beyond that. So even more content and things directly for that, but not necessarily podcast theme driven. Okay. So that's more of like my knitting people and stuff like that. Because that includes patterns and knitting specific stuff, right? Yep. But also like crafting knowledge that could be applied to anything. So like color correspondences and, you know, that could be applied to fabric as much as fiber or whatever. So when you're doing, say, at that level of the Patreon and anything that you craft is knitting, you're not also doing like embroidery and you aren't actually doing those other things specifically, right? I'm not selling them at this point. So then your primary customer is knitters. Like yeah. if somebody who came into this from the, you know, I'm a crocheter, that's different from knitting, right? Yeah. Forgive me. I don't know my crafts that well. No, that's fine. <laughs> so if I come in and I'm a crocheter and I love your podcast, there's nothing really for me to buy. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if I want to get into knitting, like, oh, I, I actually want to do that now too. Right. Yeah. There's nothing for you to buy. Yeah. So then why do you want that audience? Well, because eventually I want to do these classes that apply to magical making, but it's, I guess, more specific or better to be more specific with the knitting versus yeah. it, it can apply to anything. People will right. figure that out if they're that interested. Also, you can go there. Like you can expand your business to 
I now have a, all of this stuff also for crocheting or any mm. other craft, but probably too soon. Yeah. Like when you're like, I'm full up with knitters in my class and on my Patreon and this is feeling great. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a lot of pull from the crocheting community. I'm going to sure. go do that now for them. Right. You could expand into, I've got this now, this other sort of line of business that's completely related would mm. expand your audience, but isn't like right now, I think you are at the risk of, because you're still growing your audience, you're at risk of confusing people. Who is mm -hmm. this podcast for? Yeah. Who is this class for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So okay. it should be for knitters or future knitters. Just dive in. Knitting's my niche. Yeah. Why don't I just not being a knitter? Yes. Right. Okay. Just I, be a knitter. I mean, there's enough knitters, right? There sure are. Yes. I, I don't. I don't think that's a small group of people in the world. I think it's a pretty big. And we're learning that many knitters are already magical folk as it is. So I don't even have to I'm sure necessarily are. convert them. Right. <laughs> Which exactly. was my initial worry this whole time was like, well, none of these people are magical. So I'm going to have to make everyone a magical person. And I didn't realize that my sweet spot was already in existence. Yeah. If there's anything I've learned since I've met Jim, it's that there are more magical people in the world than I ever thought there were. They've all mm. been in the broom closet. Exactly. You're getting them out of the broom closet and into the magical knitting. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Apply this that to why. something you're already doing like this. <laughs> yeah. This but now why. there's a community of people. You can come out and, you know, hang out with us. Yeah. We're talking about it. We're doing it. Like we're making this just, let's just have fun in this space. Right. Right. Yeah. This is why going to something like Vogue Knitting or other knitting conventions. Right will start to make sense because well, yes. we can bring some of that metaphysicalness right. to a more mainstream convention mm -hmm. and clean up because we'll be bringing something that a totally. large portion of people will be into. Knitting is already mainstream. You already have access to that. What isn't mainstream is the magic. Yeah, That's where we are going to make inroads. I think what we're focusing on is we're focusing on the magical community and what we, what I really want to focus on is the mainstream community and that's the knitters. I'm realizing in this conversation, mm. I want to get out of our comfort zone and get us into the mainstream of knitters and be magical knitters. Be out there with, get me in front of people who are knitting. I'm the knit witch and you're the witch knit or whatever. <laughs> yes. And we go out there and we're like, Katie is the knitter and I'm the witch. And let's talk about how this goes together. And then everyone in Vogue Knitting and everyone in the mainstream knit world is like, what the? Well, and we could do a lot of those same things even at like the magical conferences. They don't necessarily always True. tie the magical aspect to the things they're already doing too, if they were a knitter first. Or... Yeah. I want to point something out that I think I haven't thought about until right now. And Camille's prompts have really had me think about this. For us, we are talking to people who are already in sort of the magical area that is already familiar with the thing that is not mainstream, which is the metaphysical community. They've already broken through their whole, mm. like, this is not mainstream, this is weird. And so because of that, they don't really need to be convinced of anything. They don't really need to be brought onto something. It isn't new for them. Mm. And knitting is already something that is mainstream. And if they've already learned it, they're already like, you know, double convinced. Hmm. But when we're in the mainstream world of knitting, they haven't yet crossed over into learning 
I see. The magic. I know this because when I'm doing palmistry at corporate events or when I'm doing palmistry at events that aren't specifically magical, people are like, I'm totally into this kind of stuff. Can I do it? That's when I make a big difference. That's when people are really into it. What you're really trying to do is say, right now you have an audience of magical people who also knit. And so you're basically saying, hey, there's not really a community for those two things coming together. So we've created that space. So yeah. come hang out with us over here. And what Jim is saying is that community also exists in just the knitting world, but they are even less inclined to connect the dots on those two things. Like they might even be into astrology mm -hmm. and also knitting, but they never thought about putting two things together. Right. Yeah. And so you are going to give them something that they aren't necessarily asking for, but when they see it, they're going to be like, what? That's a thing that exists. Yeah. I want that. It. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. That's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that the idea that you would go into sort of just a mainstream knitting space and offer yeah. this as a like, hey, any of you want to play in this way with knitting? Mm. And if you want to look at it from this perspective, this is a fun new way. I like to think about how I knit and how I create patterns and what I do. And if you've ever had any sort of curiosity or interest in any of this space, the magical space, come over here and we'll talk about putting these two joyful things together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. And so I think it would be a great experiment for you to find a couple of places that mm -hmm. are mainstream where you can introduce that idea and see if there is a pull, right? Like you got to test yeah. that out. You're going to be like, I don't know. I'm assuming there's a bunch of people here that probably are because yeah. we all know that there are in the broom closet magical Seen it people, happen. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So what if I just put myself out there as like, hey, any of you who've kind of dabbled or even just have curiosity about it, or maybe you're getting a little bored with your knitting, but think about it differently. Come over oh, here. We're going to do something fun. We're not being super like weird about it. Being yeah. fun and joyful about it. Oh. This is practical magic here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just come over here and hang out. So right. I think that's a great approach. Like that would be a great way to take the niche that you do have and mm -hmm. sort of think about the audience you're focusing on and how to reach that audience as a way to grow. Because I think Jim's onto something that you want to come at it from both these angles because you are kind of trying to bring the merging of two niches together into mm -hmm. a new one. So you got to come at it from both angles, right? Yeah. I should have thought of this already because I have in the past been like, oh yeah, I could do a class on color. And in the end, it applies all to this one pattern. And that's how they figure out how to do the thing. And then in the end, I take them through the yarn store and they shop for yarn. So I guess just be the knitter. This is how I play with knitting. Yes. And that gets to really thinking about what's the core element of your business, which is knitting. Yeah. I sell knitting. I don't sell magic, right? I'm not selling tarot cards. I'm not sell selling magic. astrology. That's not what I'm selling. People mm -hmm. are going to buy knitting. They're going to buy my knitting because of the magical elements that I bring into it. Mm. But they're not like Jim's not selling knitting. He's selling magic. He's doing something different. Mm. So you focusing on I'm primarily helping knitters. Mm. In what way am I helping them? I'm helping them by showing them how to bring magic into their knitting, how to do it more joyfully or like all the things that you would think of as why would I create this class for them? Why take my class over somebody else's class? Because <laughs> I use words that people are like, did she say oh, magic? Right. Yes. Did she say, like, 
bing. Like, what are these keywords that that audience would clue mm-hmm. into and be like, I don't want to take that boring old class on whatever. I want to go to this class because right. that one sounds fun. You're not like I'm trying to help you technically just get better at knitting. No. Just for the sake of it. Right. Right. Yeah. I want to do it with, for this reason, but if you funnel everything to knitting is first, but it's with this specific intent and purpose. And so if you've been coming at it from the angle of magic first, then I do agree with Jim, you got to flip it to it's knitters first. And magic is, that is the key element of your brand that makes you stand out, but your essential business is the knitting piece. This is helpful. Yes. And it's funny because I was just asking my old place of business. I heard you guys are doing knitting groups again. Are you looking for a teacher? Because I have some ideas that I might like to try on the normies. Mm. So there you go. I guess that's that. Perfect. (laughs) Yes, that is perfect. And because the other thing you can do in there is as you test it out on the, the normies, as you call them, that's very cute. As you test it out on us normies, you can just be looking for the words And the Mm. things that really they clue into that they have curiosity about that Mm. then turns into the language you want to use consistently in your marketing. Mm. Do they even use the word magic? I would. Yeah. Is that a turnoff for people? Does it need to be intent or visualization or whatever? It's not a turnoff to me, but it's not the first word I would use. I'd Mm. be like, where's that woo knitter? I don't know all of that. Right. So Mm. that's what you should kind of look for is if there's somebody who's already into any of that. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to use different language than people who are normies outside of it. And yeah, your goal right. is to, because they'd be like, what does it Bridge mean by, that. so I like the word magic because it invokes some curiosity. What does she mean by magic? Mm-hmm. Everyone's oh, she really, magic. she really means magic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now I get it. So I do love the use of that word, but I'm saying that to just say like, if you just said that right out of the gate, I don't necessarily know what that means. I don't instantly connect with, I know what she's talking about. Yeah, I know that she's talking about palmistry or astrology. I'm not thinking about any of those things being Mm -hmm. part of this element. I'm just thinking magic is a lovely word. And so you're going to create some beautiful, magical things. You're going to make my shawl disappear at the end. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or you're going to magically show me how to like knit like a master or something. So yes. You have to think about that language with those people. So you can get away with that language in the audience you've been tapping into, Mm. but it's probably a different language to start drawing in the people that aren't directly into that space. They're woo adjacent like me. Yeah. Yeah. I've Mm -hmm. heard a few of these things, but I don't really know what it all means. Yeah. What does retrograde mean? I'm just curious enough. Yeah. Why does everybody keep saying we're in Mercury? I I don't know what that means, but I keep hearing it a lot. And you're like, well, let me tell you. And so there's probably tons of people who are out there that are just kind of like, I've kind of hear about this stuff. I'm curious about it. I haven't really learned a whole lot. I don't really know a lot. And if you're like, well, I could teach you that and also teach you how to do some more fun knitting things. They might Mm -hmm. be like, I'm in, that sounds like a great community to hang out with. Right. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. Like, It'll re-excite people who've already been doing it for a while. Lord knows I've been there. That's why we go through all these crafts seasonally. That brings you like a whole new spin on things. Yeah. Mm. And so getting back to the heart of your business, you have to know like, what problem are you solving for them? Mm-hmm. And I know that's hard for you to think about because you're like, I'm just bringers of joy. You're still solving a problem. Yeah. And so if you're solving the problem of knitting, getting a little tiresome, have you lost that loving feeling about you're knitting? Do you mm. poop out at knitting circles? <laughs> yeah. Have you spun out on your knitting circle? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you mm. ever thought about what it means to be a magical maker? 
how you talk to them about that. You've got to constantly think about what problem do they have that they would buy something from me that would solve that problem. And it's Mm -hmm. probably something like that. Along with, there's probably another group of like, I'm already Mm. in the magical space and I'm Mm -hmm. a knitter and I could put them together and they just haven't thought about it. You have these niches in your niches. Yes. The most inspirational project you'll ever do is one that you do with intention. I also can see now like an ad for every Zodiac sign. Are you a Taurus who's looking to better your knitting? Well, here's the reasons you should do it because you're this. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many people would be like, oh, she's talking to me and nobody else talks to me like that about my knitting. This is crazy. Mm. Right. But I like that idea. And I think this is applicable beyond Mm. us too, of all businesses starting to think about what problem are we trying to solve? And I think about this for our podcast. What is Light from Lantern Knit a Spell solving for people? And it's bringing the joy back into knitting specifically through bringing that magic and that woo-woo and that metaphysical thing into it. I think about, gosh, that's applicable to everyone who runs a business. Your business has to be solving a problem. It just has to be. I'm not going to give anybody money if it's not actually helping me with some problem I have. We even buy candy just because we want to solve the problem of it not being in our mouth. (laughs) Right. I need sugar. So I want that, right? Mm -hmm. And then how they brand that comes down to my personal preferences and how I view myself, Mm -hmm. right? I prefer dark over light chocolate or, you know, you have these preferences. And so that's what you're getting at is it's not just any knitting. It's people who prefer knitting in this way, right? In this space, Mm. I want to have this kind of fun. So I also think then, yeah, getting back to the podcast, remembering that your ultimate goal for those people is to buy those things. Your podcast needs to be priming them for that. And it needs Mm. to be giving them value in a way that makes them want more of that. If you're solving all their problems in the podcast, then they're never going to buy anything. Yeah. Give it right. So that's why I love you have the Patreon because it's like, we're only giving you this much in the podcast, but if you go Mm. into the Patreon, you get all this other stuff, which Mm -hmm. is actually the application of what we're talking about, not just the talking about it. But if the podcast is the, let's talk about how we bring these things together and let's educate you. Maybe it's part of it is, hey, this is for educating those who aren't in the magical space more on what that means and vice versa, educating on the knitting. So it could be, you Mm. know, helping people depending on whether they're more knitter or more not. But if you think about the fact that you want to target knitters first, Mm. you might think about being more educational about what do you mean by magic? Okay. How does it work? How does it apply to you? Why do you even bring those things together? Mm-hmm. That'd be a great topic for our birthday month. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> Go through Miracothen's process, that profitable content system, going through that process of the what, why, how, desire of what does my audience need to know is a really useful practice, mm-hmm. but it requires you to know what problem you're solving to then answer yeah. those questions. So if this mm-hmm. is the problem I'm solving for them, then why should they care? And what is it? So that's the whole, like, do they even know what this is when I say magical knitting? What does it mean when I say knit a spell, right? Mm. And then what's all the stuff that I can talk about that one lets them know that I am an expert knitter first and magical person second, right? I do have the knitting chops to help you do the knitting part better. That's part of the problem, right? But I also, I'm going to do it 
from this perspective, because to me, there's no point in doing it if it doesn't bring in joy. And that's the joyful part. And why is it joyful? Why should mm. anybody even care? If mm -hmm. I'm sort of woo adjacent, why do I even care about that stuff in my knitting? Yeah. Here's why. Because isn't it be cool if you had this or you had that and we had fun with this? So having that whole angle on the podcast, I think, will make it even mm. more open up to that audience and those people who are just curious, yeah. but don't really know what that means. And you can like branch them into it, right? They're just right there and they just need that. Yeah. Again, it's like, there's this world that exists for them that they didn't know they needed until they saw it existed. And then they're like, I want that. Oh, yeah. 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 Plus I can help them realize that it's not all just enchanted Weasley Harry Potter needles. That's your magical making. It's more about that feeling of something you handmade versus got at Target. When they both get a hole, which one do you care about more and which one might you like try to mend? Yes, so. <laughs> that whole perspective even more so. Well, yeah. I love this, Camille. Thank you. I mean, I love this, welcome. the way you had us think about things. It's like awesome for us to be able to be thoughtful and actually think about like, how do we have these cool conversations and consider neither of us have a lot of ego in what's the right decision for the business and for what makes sense for the customers and what's healthy for the business to do, regardless of whether it's my idea or your idea or whatever. And I love that, Camille, you really validated that by saying, yeah, it's really healthy to be thoughtful about these conversations. It Best. is super healthy. Like you've got to constantly be evaluating. Am I still, is my strategy still right? Is my approach to these small things still right? Am mm -hmm. I still going in the right direction? And every time you do that, it does have to start with who's my customer and what problem am I solving for them? What's mm -hmm. right for them first? What am I actually selling? That yeah. Was, got, yeah, it's uh, got to start with no that. duh. Mm. Yeah, but see how, I mean, what happens is we just get distracted by opportunity, opportunity. I mean, I went through it recently myself, but I couldn't, and I was like, nope, that's not who this is for. That's not mm. who I'm speaking to. I'm specifically speaking to these people because it's this problem. Right. It wasn't about, because the problem is this, typically the solutions that business owners have for their clients can apply to a lot of different audiences. Mm -hmm. right. This is why they tell you to niche down mm -hmm. because- while I might have a solution that applies to five different audiences, the problem I'm solving is uniquely different for those audiences. That's what makes them a different audience, mm. right? So if I think about leadership coaching for a small, this was my example, leadership coaching for a small business owner and leadership coaching for a big company. Leadership coaching is leadership coaching, mm. how to lead a team, how to hire well, how to give good feedback, like all of the leadership stuff, how to develop good strategies, have a strong vision. The foundation of good leadership doesn't change, whether you're leading a small business or just running a small team in a big corporation. But the problem that I have to solve for them is very different. Mm -hmm. A manager inside a company doesn't have the same problems that a small business owner has. Small right. business owner has, I got to make payroll. Manager in the company doesn't have that problem. Now it's different. Now I have different audiences. So Technically, yes, I could coach the heck out of somebody in leadership that's leading a small team in a business, but my audience isn't them. It's actually this other audience. So that's how you have to think about it is even though the podcast could be fun and lovely for lots of people, right? that's a solution. Bringing joy to lots of people is a solution that applies to lots of people, but you have to get back down to, but who am I actually going to want to work with? Who am I actually wanting to solve problems for? Right. And so, because the problem you would solve for a crocheter is different for a knitter. 
Yeah. And you're not even offering those specific solutions for crocheters. The podcast does. Right. Mm. It meets one level. Like you can engage them in the podcast at one level, but the actual, what I'm going to buy from you. Right. There's nothing there for them. Sure. People can take it however they want. Whoever watches it. Yeah. This is where I'm like convincing myself away from rebranding now because <laughs> I was on the fence. I'm like, what should we do? But I'm like, you know, right now, yeah, if we really double down on knitting and realize that we need to get into the knitting community that hasn't mm. been served by the magic community, this is where the opportunities really lie. This is why publishers want to get on our coattails because they want their books, the knitting community. They're like, yeah, we get it that the witches know us, right? But we want these. We want the crafters. So I think about that, like being, okay, we have this opportunity to get out there. And to Camille's point, all the people who do knitting, like you and every other knitter that I know, almost always do other crafts. If they know crocheting, they'll probably listen anyway. I do want to make something clear, though. At the end of the day, you don't care about the crocheters. They're not my customer. They're not buying things from me. They're not going to buy anything from you. So if that happens to be an audience that you capture on the podcast and over mm. time you realize that, and again, you decide to branch out in the future, total right. win, but not your problem today. I got We'll serve them in the future when that time comes. And we have too many yes. knitters and mm. we need to start welcoming in crocheters. When, when mm. you keep hearing the like, what about crocheters or any craft? Yep. We'll know we'll we know. can stick a branch out that You'll way. You'll be like, huh. I need to start serving that particular audience with this right. same thing. Remember when Nancy was like, oh, it was so much easier to launch this second YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Do it when it feels like that. Like mm. I have this other audience. I know what I want to do. And I made so many mistakes the first time around. Now I know exactly what you're not done making the mistakes yet. So put that in, you know, put a pin in that as like long-term, right. long-term potential. I yep. could expand this. There's more here. So if you're like, oh, I feel like I maxed out on my knitting audience and I need to grow my business. Boop, mm -hmm. I can tag on another, right? Like it's right. my business isn't big enough for me yet. I want to capture mm. more audience. Then you can apply what you did in knitting to other spaces. Right. But for now, that. we'll just stick with the knitting because I'm just one tiny human. Like you you're said. just one tiny human. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get this whole thing, you know, on rails, right? Just That's running. right. Perfect. Thanks, Thank Camille. Thank you so for much. Your Appreciate you. You're so welcome. Good luck. Okay, bye. Bye.